This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello everyone and welcome to the DTV Digest Short Shots. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Halls. Hello everyone. And Stephen Lockeridge. Hello. <laughs> And just to remind you that the short shots, we look exclusively at short films, and this week we have the running theme of horrors. So we're going to kick off with uh, My Dead Husband, uh, then it's on to a film called Doppelganger, Dead Shed, and we're going to round off with Shades of Red. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first film then is My Dead Husband. A blind woman seeks help from a spiritualist when she believes the spirit of her dead husband is tormenting her. Uh, This is directed by Blake Ridder, um, a guy we've covered before. Uh, I very much liked his short, um, The Manor, which uh, me and Will covered a while back. Uh, But we've also looked at a couple of others of his which as well. Yeah, like the uh, seasick hunt. Seasick That's the ones I was thinking of. Yeah, which were mm. very good as well. Um, okay, so Steve, over to you. Right, this is one of them that whilst watching it wasn't too bad, and then get to the end and you realise how many plot holes and how daft it is in a way. It kind of really, really annoyed me. <laughs> Um, because the the way it's set out and what happened, you know, obviously the 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 lead character is blind and she's talking to a. Is it like a psychiatrist or a spiritualist to try and get rid of the spirit of a husband or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then you you realize the twist and what's happened and. There's no way it could happen. You know what I mean? The way it goes is, oh, she, she, you know, she's knocked out and then it's the police waking her up and stuff like that. And she stabbed her husband and he's, he's dead and all this lot. Mm. It, it just falls apart. It really does. So you're telling me that there hasn't been a funeral for him or anything like that. And he's just, you know, still in the house, mm. hiding. And no, no, nothing else has been brought of it or anything like that. It, it, it just, as soon as I think about it, it just falls apart, and which is a shame because you know it shot well, and the acting's quite good, but it it just falls apart to me, it really did. I'm gonna have to, con- I'm gonna have to concede that I was, I really liked it, and I, I, I like the twist and everything, but I hadn't thought about any of this. Listen, I think Steve's raising a lot of really good points. He is, unfortunately, yeah. Um, you're quite right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is, um, it's an abusive relationship um, that, that she's in with, with, with this husband. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's quite possible. It's one of those situations where he's sort of managed to cut off all of her, you know, outside connections and things you know a lot of these sort of people do but they're so controlling and everything yeah so 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 that you know it could be something like that that you know but you but you're absolutely right the the, the um 
if, if a certain amount of time has supposedly passed, you'd have thought she'd be asking questions about uh, funeral arrangements or, or anything, you know. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. But weird. You know. Mm. But you're right, yeah. But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, so no, so sort of me not picking up on that. I mean, there was a couple of things where I was thinking, mm. I, I thought she would pick up on X, for example. Mm. Um, but mm. putting that uh, putting that aside, I did I did like the structure. I thought the, the setup, you know, the sort of pre-title unsettling sort of dream kind of thing, uh, uh, introducing the character mm. and then her situation uh, and all that stuff. I mean, in, uh, Sarah Alexandra Marks as the as the lead character, I thought she was excellent. Yeah, uh, she's been in another Blake Ridder movie called Psychosis, which I thought, which I also noticed her in as, as being really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film is the film co-stars, and I think is produced by Lewis James, who's Blake Ridder's longtime collaborator. I mean, it makes, they they've done C six hundred and everything together. Blake Ridder's very prolific. Uh, this is, is like. I think he's. This is like maybe the thirteenth of fourteen films released so far this year by him. Uh, not not to mention other bits and bobs that he's done, but the they're all generally to a very high standard. I don't necessarily like all of them, uh, you know. But he does. I like that he experiments in different genres and stuff, and he sort of leans into some horror and drama and stuff. And this is kind of a combination of some of that stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. It's it is. It is sort of a horror movie, but it's like you were saying, it, um, it's got that, it's dealing with like quite a the weighty theme of, you know, domestic violence, a bit like the, um, you know, we, I, the, I, I can't remember the title because it was Sonam something, but do you remember that, that, yeah. that uh, horror movie we, we watched a, a while back, you know, mm. short film, which was, which also dealt with domestic violence and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a sensitive subject, and I, I think this film does it reasonably well. I think you know it sort of evokes things like um, sleeping with the enemy kind of vibes and stuff. Mm-hmm. To and the, the Invisible sort of Man relationship. Uh, so it's a lot of links. And invis- to, to that. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, the Invisible Man, which itself was kind of a variation on sleeping with the enemy, mm-hmm. um, albeit with like an Iron Man kind of suit. <laughs> but uh, that's that's a different kind of thing. But the um, yeah, so it's, I can't remember how long it is, like 12, 12 minutes or mm. 15 minutes. So, yeah, I thought the introduction, the sort of establishing of the characters and then the kind of sort of fun sort of twisty revelations and stuff at the end, uh, really, I really liked it. And uh, the mm. I, th- I think, you know, it was shot on a really low budget. It's like basically shot in, in a living room and that, uh, and... I think it, yes, there are some there are some elements that don't stand up to scrutiny, uh, as you've said, and uh, that. But I think you know, sort of try and take it on face value, and I think you'll have a, you know, I, I, I think there's plenty of thrillers and horror movies that you go, actually, no, that doesn't quite work. But if you <laughs> if you're in the moment with it and just yeah. sort of go with it, as I was kind of, mm. <laughs> I think I think I think I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yep. Um, my favourite scene in this actually is the, with, the, with the delivery guy when he turns mm-hmm. up. That, that, I thought that was really cool. Um, that bit. But anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so we don't score the shorts, but we do recommend you check them out. 
Um, check out this one in the footnotes below. There will be a link to this. Uh, also, check out some of Blake Ridder's other films. They are very good, especially The Manor. I, I really did like that one. Our next film is Doppelganger. A young man confides in his girlfriend that he believes he's being stalked by an evil version of himself. Uh, short and sweet, this one, guys. Three minutes long, gets to the point. Um, I thought this worked really well. Just, just a nice sort of slam, bam, thank you, weird person. And off it goes. Um, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, it, it is. It's in and out, done, dusted. You know where it's going. Uh, you can't, you know, it's, what's, what's going to happen. Uh, well, I, um, and I just like how he's, you know, he's he knows what's what's happening, and he's explaining it to his girlfriend, you know, type thing, and it's showing what's happened, mm. and it is it is quite eerie. I mean, there's no real special effects in it or anything like that, but just creepy. It mm. does kind of get under your skin, really. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. It was it was all right. Yeah, it's it's a good sort of dual performance of this one, Rich. Yeah, yeah, they got the um, uh, it, it's literally like two cast of like two people, and but they're doubling up. You know, they've got some doubling up on roles and that. But that it's uh, what I liked a bit, like you say, sort of short and sweet. It's like, it's like how much they fit in to like three minutes mm. of running time, basically. Yeah. Of because it's not just you got you got two people talking in a car, but they also incorporate flashbacks from when he's saying wh where he's encountered his doppelganger in various locations. So they mm. shot in like three other locations to to do those sort of eerie. I'm being watched by a clone of you know like a copy of myself, kind of yeah. well, not a clone, but you know the, the sort of spooky doppelganger kind of thing. And uh, I thought all those scenes worked really well, and, and how you know it's got a twist and everything. You know, it's such a neat little package. The, it's made by director Alex uh, Magana, uh, who, a bit like Blake Ridder, is incredibly prolific. I mean, this mm. <laughs> Blake Ridder's put out like so many films, but this this is like one of over thirty <laughs> this year. The, yeah. the, this 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 guy drops like a film every like few days, it seems, and they're all. But the, what the thing is with his is they're all around three minutes long, generally. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Blake's films are like eight to eight, ten, fifteen minutes or whatever. But this particular director likes to specialize in horror, and he likes to make them short, like really, like in and out, yeah, three minute stories, punchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and some Alec, of them, Alex, some of them work better than others. Yeah. But I thought this was Alex one of his Magania best. Is his name? Magania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good stuff. This one. Now, Rich. Yeah, you, you might be able to help me out here because because mm. I was reminded of another film, not not us, um, in case you're still thinking of that. There was a British film, I don't know, about five years ago, five or six years ago, which dealt with this sort of thing about um, people in like a mirror universe coming into our universe uh, and swapping bodies. Was that like another world? No, it wasn't that. I, I, I can't remember what it was called. But um, it, it centered around this car crash that this woman had. Um, 
and, and there, was, there was a sort of dinner. I remember there was a dinner scene, and the mirror smashes. Mm-hmm. It just falls off the wall, and it's sort of later in the film you realise that the people, you know, the reflections are actually sort of staring back at the people while they're having dinner. You know, mm-hmm. that, that sort of. I can't remember what it was called. It's, oh, it's no, really bugging me. Yeah, it's quite a low budget, yeah. one, but it worked really well. Anyway, um, yep. Yeah, so check out the, um, the this film doppelganger you'll find a link to it in the footnotes go check it out our next review is dead shed a young man goes to check on his dog late at night only to find a blood trail leading into his shed taking a torch he heads on over to investigate um, and that's basically what we've got here. It's it, it's again, it's it's a short one scene effort, um, but very atmospheric. I thought I thought it does a lot with very little. Uh, Steve, what do you make of this one? Yeah, it does quite a lot. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with the dog being harmed. To be fair, it's, it's <laughs> quite a bugbear, really. But. Um, Quite in its in its you know in its the way it's filmed and stuff and I like how it just didn't explain anything you know it just happens and that last shot as well was oh that was to be fair that mm. I wasn't even impressed with that it was hanging <laughs> um, just nice simple like ring. Really, basically, but it's in a shed rather than a TV, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. Like I said, it's what is it, three, four minutes? So there's no real elaborate elaborating on anything. It's just how it is, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Just crack on with it. So yeah, but it was it was quite creepy. Yeah, yeah, you could kind of take this as like it's it it could almost be like an opening scene, like a pre like yeah. a pre-title mm-hmm. scene. Uh, establishing it. It, 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 I don't think it's necessarily intended as a proof of concept, or, or you know, it's not intended that way. But I just think you could look at it in that in that sense. But it is, like you say, nothing's really established. No context is given. No explanations. It's just kind of you. You suddenly, as as you as often has to be the case with these things, because there's you know three minutes. There's not enough time to do character development. But mm. you know, we're show, introduced to a situation. I've seen other films recently which do this same thing. And uh, I think yeah. even uh, there was that film, uh, uh, the, there was a short film we covered, a Christopher Sheffield one, where the where the guy had, you know, he bumped someone with his car. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember that one? Oh. So, and I said that, I said, yeah. and I was saying, there's a lot of films like that, you know, where like a scary person will appear, mm-hmm. you know, see a lot of these kind of things. But while there is that sort of, there is that element of the creepy, you know, creepy, if you ghost person appearing it's uh that that's kind of an an added element i think the the, the rest what's around it is kind of the the best bit for me mm. is you know the the way it's all shot it's sort of shot at night it's very atmospheric um the distance so we see the shed in the distance and the shed is kind of the doors magically open you know sort of, sort of supernaturally open and they look and it's like the shed is looking at the dog yeah. And the dog is looking back at the shed. It's 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 not like it, it almost feels like the shed is is alive. 
live in itself but it's it's not it's, it's mm. like whatever's in there but it's just got this feeling to it um to you know this atmosphere which i thought was great and then they add in these other elements of mm -hmm. the um uh, and the and the sort of second part of the scene where the guy goes out to look for his dog uh mike as, as a dog owner i'm sure you found that um you know a bit more Mm. Uh, challenging to view mm -hmm. perhaps than, than perhaps I did but the you know it's 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 nothing it's not something anyone wants to see is it you know the the the, the, the dog you know in, in a sort of a hurt state and uh but then you know he becomes you know a victim himself you know he's kind of the bait has drawn him in mm. uh, and mm. but it, it's not a killer shed movie which you might think but it is it, it is kind of in a way and I think the, the that final moment you know that the, the, the way the hands reach over on his head and, and yeah. there's no visual Sim similar effects. to a kill. there's no big visual effects there. No. yeah there's a similar kill in one of the victor crowley movies um mm -hmm. uh, and they show they, it probably they don't they show it they, they go all out but, yeah. but this one just stops short of, of going too far it's, it's almost like the opposite of a curb stomping in it it's, it's um, yeah it's it's implied isn't yeah, it you yeah, just it, you, you know what's going to happen you've got it you've got the picture in your head and i think mm. you know that it's it's very it's great because it's you know they haven't had to spend the money on all the visual effects or whatever but the effect is already given yeah you know the, the way it's shot is just yeah. so mm -hmm. unsettling that that it's a it's a fantastic way to end the film now there, there is actually a feature film called the shed which, which um follows similar beats as this. is that the one we reviewed the vampire one exactly yeah so so yeah. you know there, there, there is that as well um and then of course the shed of the dead um mm -hmm. which is a zombie one which is which, which would very nicely fit in with um uh shawn of the dead you know yeah. obviously that's what they're setting for but it is, is actually a really good sort of zombie comedy um, There's a surprising number of horror films about sheds. About sheds, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could, you could even stretch it to Evil Dead Two with the tool shed in that one. You know, so yeah, it is, it is a, it is definitely a horror trope. You know, the the use of the shed. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is this is solid stuff. It, it doesn't outstay its way welcome. Um, you know, it sets up its premise and delivers it in spades. So yeah, definitely go and check this one out. You'll find a link in the footnotes below. Our final film this week is Shades of Red. A young, insecure teen yearns for online popularity. And when an older, popular guy asks to meet up, she jumps at the chance. Um, I quite like this one. This is probably, of the films we've seen, Tonight, this is the least polished production. Um, probably, you know, a bit more lower budget, um, less experienced actors. Um, but I love the premise. You know, it's a nice spin on the Red Riding Hood, um, and and I think it does deliver. It, it plays on, you know, insecurities surrounding things like you know popularity at school popularity on tiktok and all that sort of stuff on social media and yeah i i enjoyed this so steve yeah it kind of reminded me of have you, have you seen eighth grade you know the um bob burnham one I don't think you know, I have, actually. the main character kind of reminded me oh it's great film it's, it's right. brilliant uh kind of reminded me of that kind of style um mm -hmm. you know that kind of character but yeah, it's, it. What was the other one? Was it 
highway, you know, the, the other red riding. Oh, yeah, highway. Pre freeway. Yeah. Freeway, yeah, yeah, freeway, freeway, sorry. Freeway, freeway, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that, that kind of thing as well. And obviously, you know, he started off, I'm thinking, is this going red riding? You know, red mm -hmm. riding, and then, you know, she pulls, pulls the hoodie on, then the wolf yeah. turns up, and she's going to grandma's, like, right, okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, forget it. <laughs> but, yeah, like I say, it's not as polished as some of the others, but it does work well. Um, even, you know, the makeup's quite good on the wolfman, but mm -hmm. it just needed a little bit of polish on it, I think. But apart from that, I thought the story was, was good. And how it finishes, you know, it, it, it's that kind of thing that people think the kids are after, you know, <laughs> let's all get all likes and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, that's the world right at the minute, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. uh, Rich? Yeah, I, I, I don't think it was any less polished than some of the other personally i mean i thought it was a really good quality i mean i love the, the mm. credits uh, and the incorporating the sort of the the, mm. the uh, instant messaging sort of, or the um, or the or the, the comments on the posts and stuff that was coming up on the screen you know, oh yeah they, they, visual, they were very true to life yeah visuals yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. That, that i have no really words well. yeah <laughs> this is like a it is the this is the most film like of of the short you know it's the pro it's the most like a proper film mm -hmm. of all of them mm. it's it's you know beginning middle end it's about 20 minutes long uh and it's you know it, it it's complete uh the yeah. you know the uh it's got this yeah i mean it it is a variation on i'm interested to know when you picked up on that mike because it took a while for the for the, well, for actually, the shoe to drop for me yeah i mean it, it, it does sort of you know it establishes the character first but it's, mm. it's when the mum comes in and says, I wanted to go to grandma, uh, you know, and, and I, I've put yeah. together, I've put together a, a basket of goodies or something. She said, right. like, and it was, it was that moment that went grandma basket of goodies. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well done. It's right. Yeah, Cause it, I think it was about the time when the wolf turned up that I was like, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Her name's Scarlet. She's know, got a hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I didn't pick up on the Scarlet bit, but. The, the 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 other bit which sort of really did sort of ring true as well was it was the you know the guy who sort of asking her to meet up and she mm. goes I can't I got I got to visit mm. my my sick grandmother and he goes no oh, you can you can go see her yeah. anytime and I thought yeah that is exactly the sort of conceited sort of um, you know <laughs> self centered selfish self centered kind of git who who would be sort of involved in this sort of scenario. Mm -hmm. You know that that really did yeah. ring true. <laughs> oh, you can go see her anytime. You know, hang out with me. It's ridiculous. It's so fun. the theme of the film is like, I say, is it's this social media kind of uh, thing, which is quite common now. I mean, uh, we did a, a while back. There was a short film called MJ that you remember. You know, mm. which was all about this girl. She was she was basically a, yeah, she was a like right, psychopath, yeah. but she was really disconnected and she and she wanted to have this recognition and stuff and this is kind of the same but she's a much more ostensibly stable character mm. um but still sort of the, uh, and uh, play uh, scarlet's played by mckenna wayburn she started the director is uh, the writer and director is conrad farage who's um actually got a feature film under his belt a film called fight in the sky which actually came out i think this year in the uk that um more notably, uh, McKenna Wayburn starred in his uh, Mudblood series of fan films, 
All right. Which uh, I think there's a third one coming, but they're they're Harry Potter for Harry Potter fan films, and I, I was very impressed. Uh, I saw them a while back, but I was very impressed with what he did with those, and and you know her in her her in because she's got the lead role in those ones as well. Uh, so very interesting, very good filmmaker. I think the you know the the wolf's makeup, the wolf man's makeup is not great but again i think that's kind oh, of yeah it's on by purpose. device yeah, yeah. it's a it's to emphasize that sort of yeah. fairy tale quality to the film uh because they you know, needed the they needed them to be able to be articulate as mm. well so, so they couldn't overdo the makeup because he wouldn't be able to speak properly so yeah mm. i'm quite happy with that yeah so i think the the social media thing which also ties in with uh, a feature film called infamous uh, with bella thorne which i watched recently which again is about a girl. All have you noticed all these feet, all these films about social media and and the and uh, you know wanting attention or whatever. They're all focused on female characters. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if that's entirely hmm. fair. <laughs> I think maybe we need a social media film that's that's focusing on a on a male character because I don't think it's necessarily all of, only girls who want attention on sure. social media. I think there's uh, so, yeah. but, but uh, the yeah, and there the wolf has a, like his little fight with the grandma, which I liked. I thought that was it's quite it's over quite quickly, but I thought that was quite like a nice little action moment. And the climax of the film I thought worked really well as well. Yeah, so it's got some nice twists and turns. Uh, you know, there's like that bit where she's you know she's not focusing on the road and she's looking at her messages and stuff, and she nearly crashes into someone. You know, she's a very distracted character <laughs> i would say she's not she's not um there's not she's not like a bad she's not a bad character she's mm. she's just sort of she's just a bit thoughtless and sort of lost in this uh sort of cultural need for for the yeah. for the eyes to be on her isn't it really yeah. Which yeah. like you say i think is kind of it's a commonplace sort of problem that we've that that it's representing well, it is quite funny. I mean, I'm I'm on Twitter, and I, you know, I do see people sort of like having meltdowns over the amount of followers they've got or the amount of followers they've lost and all that sort of stuff. You know, um, I, I, personally, I don't know how they keep track. <laughs> it's just a number, but um, mm -hmm. but yes, people people do you know heavily invest in that sort of thing and, and see it as a you know a, an indication of their popularity, etc. Anyway, any more comments on this one, guys? No, I like the uh, the only other comment I've got is I like yeah. the soundtrack it was sort of, mm -hmm. sort of synth inflected kind of. It yep. wasn't a, it wasn't mm. like a purely synth, but it had a, like a strong synth element to it, which I liked. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's very good. Yeah, I mean, you know, fair play. I, I did say this. You know, it doesn't feel as polished as some of the other shorts we've seen tonight, but it's still a very good production for what it is. Um, so yeah, and and the you know the concept and the premise that it's working with do work really well. So do check it out. Uh, that is Shades of Red. You'll find a link in the footnotes below. And that is the end of this week's show. So again, thanks to Rich and Steve for joining me this evening. A pleasure. No when you're ready. <laughs> Prompt. Um, do check out our other show, the DTV Digest, where we look at films which didn't make it to the cinema and went straight to DVD, Blu-ray or streaming media. And check us out on Twitter and Facebook at the DTV Digest. But thanks for listening. Tune in again next time.
Done. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, mm -hmm. sorry. Yep. Could, would you mind doing it again, but mentioning the the short shots every night at eight p.m.? Oh yeah. Okay. So here I am, weeks later, still trying to nail down this ending to the show. As Rich said, please check out the DTV Digest Short Shots Twitter page, subscribe, and we will recommend you a new short every day at 8pm. So go check that out and tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.